Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What's going System on? System was not set up properly i don't know why oh, I, no i think it's because the, the commercial break started after after 10 o'clock oh yeah that i don't know we have these time markers in here that mess with things and i don't even know why they exist so what do you what do you uh, want to should we redo it why is that oh, that was, that was, like what is why is it now it's back up again what the hell is it doing that for i don't know there i'll get rid of it maybe you should well but how do I get it to stop? Oh, so yeah, use the volume your, on your phone? Yeah, yeah turn your phone yeah. off. But, I mean, why Why did it do that? And it won't let me get out of it. There. Oh, no, I finally got out of it. There you go. Mm. No, it did not. It pop, Why is this popping back in all the time? Maybe just turn your phone yeah, off. So, uh, close, no, can tell you close me to turn my the, phone off. I can close out you whatever on. page you're on. I guess. I don't know what the hell that's all about. That's amazing. All right, anyway, so lackadaisical. Yeah, you were right. No S. You know what's another one uh, is, how would you describe something that um, engages in a lot of mischief? If you're mischievous. If you're mischievous. Nope. Nope. Mischievous. 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 Yep. Yep. That'll be one that I probably say wrong. Almost everyone does. Every time. Mischievous. They do say mischievous. There's Mm -hmm. one more to what the hell is it. There's a lot more than one more. Oh, I I bet there's a lot of them. Andy, maybe you think of this as well when you hear the word mischievous. (laughs) I I think of the mischievous raccoonus from Sly Cooper, the video game. Did you ever play that? The thievious raccoonus. Oh, that's right. Thievious Mm, raccoonus. Damn it. So I'm wrong twice. Thievious raccoonus. I'm wrong twice. Sly Cooper, the thievious raccoonus. Thievious raccoonus. Now, some things that I know, it's like, I don't know. I'll be going through my day and someone will be like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, you've met my friend 20 different times. And I'm like, yeah, I totally know their name. Don't ask me it, though. No. And then I can remember the title of a Sly Cooper game, which I've never played, by the way. (laughs) That came out 20 years ago. Why do you think you know it then? I have no idea. Thievius Raccoonus is fun to say, but Bob is not. (laughs) I guess that's all it is. Thievius Raccoonus. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. This might be a good tip-off for you guys uh, as we move toward the holidays here, even further toward the holidays. Thanksgiving is a week from tomorrow, correct? Uh, yes. Is it? God, yeah, it is. It yeah, is. A week from it already tomorrow. is. Isn't Thanksgiving on a Thursday? Oh, yeah. So it would be a it's week from Thursday. week from Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. A week from Thursday. You're absolutely go. right. I th- for some reason, I thought it was Wednesday today. I don't know why the hell that is. But now looking, it's actually my sister Bobby's birthday today, November 14th. Mine's the 7th, hers the 14th. You know, I had to steal it from her. And we haven't met her in like 15 Thir- years. No, it's, like, it's got to be closer to 20. Last time I remember was in, I, it was in Golden <laughs> Valley. God, I've, my, I think I was a teenager still. I'm yeah, still living there. 20 years ago, yeah. Pretty crazy. We were just talking about that this morning, Andy, that... Uh, that I called Terry last night, 
Oh yeah, because he was on Channel uh, Channel Nine. They they interviewed him for Veterans Day and all that. Oh, but uh, yeah. That, so I gave him a call last night, and I might go see him this weekend. But I have not seen him in twenty years. I can't even name the last time I saw him. No, it's been that long. It's it, and I try to explain. Or I explained it earlier this morning. I won't spend a lot of time on this, but it it just was that people do not realize the, the childhood that we all had. It was not good. Now, look, there are great parts of it, don't get me wrong. I, like I said, the, the fathers, when my father was hauled off in that straitjacket, the fathers in the neighborhood stepped up and said, Tommy, we'll take care of you, don't worry about it. They watched over my family. So there were, there were great things that happened, too, but a lot of misery, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, Bobby, haven't talked to her in 20 years. I, have, I, will, I talked to Terry last night for the first time in about 20, 25 years, something like that. So maybe we're making a little headway. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, there are plenty of times to watch what you eat, but for a lot of people, that uh, starts um, sometime after the next six weeks. There's a survey out on the holiday foods that cause constipation for some people. <laughs> I didn't know holiday yeah. foods cause. You'd think it'd do the exact opposite. No, no. no. Well, <clears throat> with eat the sheer of it. Yeah, the sheer amount. You should, oh, the amount yeah, of food I true. eat on Thanksgiving is disgusting. <laughs> It is. Oh, yeah. If you're wondering who's thinking about that right now, it's commissioned by a company that makes laxatives, so yeah. Turkey is number one. 44% of people say it can get them backed up. Pecan pie is second, followed by potatoes, chocolate, pumpkin pie, fudge, sugar candy, stuffing ham, and rack of lamb. The top beverages that clog the system include chocolate milk, non-alcoholic eggnog, hot chocolate, espresso martinis, alcoholic uh, eggnog, and paper, uh, excuse me, peppermint martinis. So alcohol, so and alcohol, so not eggnog. alcohol. I alcohol used to love eggnog. eggnog as a kid. Now it's like I don't know. I just don't really like it anymore. Uh, I never really got into it. My little brother loved eggnog. Yeah. Like the second after Halloween ended, he, yep. Mom, we need to go to the store. Oh, as a today. kid, I would chug eggnog. Ugh. There you have it. Uh, overall, seventy percent of people say they experience constipation more frequently during the holiday season. It's impressive that people pig out so much, and yet they can still identify the culprit. That's the main cause of the problem. That's true. Mm-hmm. They actually know who's causing it, or mm-hmm. not who, but what's causing it. I've never had that problem. I've never gotten all backed up or anything no. from holiday eating. No, and they also named like ninety percent of the foods that are eaten. Well, that's the other thing. It's, it's like they like, just named them all, basically. Yeah. Let's just throw a net over everything so we can't be wrong. Ooh, did you send me the story about Brittany Mahomes? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God. I, it depends on which one, I guess. But yes, Brittany Mahomes could lose her spot on Taylor Swift's squad. Now that some old hate tweets have surfaced. Oh, I didn't see this. Oh, you know, I thought you uh, sent nope. it to me. Uh, sure, they did. Uh, they're a decade old, but if uh, we've learned anything over the past 10 years, it's that Taylor does not forget. Back in 2012, when she was 17 years old, Brittany tweeted this to Taylor. I, wanted, uh, I want to know when you're going to find something different to write about besides boys and relationships. The following year, she posted an angry face emoji along with the phrase, Taylor Swift winning everything. Brittany has appeared, uh, apparently deleted the tweets, but screenshots are circulating all over the place. I like how they describe these as hate tweets. It's It's like the most mild criticism I've ever heard in my life. They're not hate tweets. You're right about that. There's no question. Yeah, I don't really understand why people get that hate thing. Why why is hate so important now, Andy? Do you have any idea? I really don't know. It's, Boy, a, it's, it's a, a it's a Pavlovian response. It's classical conditioning for dumb people. 
So, but it's for stupid people. You're absolutely right. Yes, it is. And I agree with you 100%. But, but what triggers it all? Like I said, it's conditioning. They're taught that yeah. hate is the worst thing in the whole world. And they're taught that as soon as you hear the word hate, your mind should just shut down and you should start vibrating uncontrollably. So why so much hate speech right now? I don't think there is. I think. Oh, God, you haven't been following the news then, I'll tell you that. There's mm. tons of hate speech. Yeah, there's there's a lot of hate speech, but as you guys were saying, with the Taylor Swift thing, Brittany, not a very hateful. I don't even know who she text. is. Text. It's Patrick Mahomes' uh, wife, but I think oh, it would be okay. awkward to have these circulate and then be brought yeah. to Taylor's attention because she Taylor Swift is definitely the person that has kind of played the victim. No, oh, has she her, really? Her in, a lot in her career. Yeah, I haven't um, been on yeah. social media in I think eleven years now, eleven twelve years, something like that. Yeah, I gave up alcohol and the tweeting and posting and Facebook and all that stuff the same day. Yeah, Twitter, which Twitter, giving up Twitter is probably for the best. Probably a pretty so. healthy decision. Yeah. Oh, and Andy, we have the Bialki ad picture still up. Oh yeah, we got to put the picture oh, up. Oh yeah, right there we go. There you have it, right there, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, yeah, I didn't so. Brittany Mahomes, uh, 10 years ago, so who cares? Oh, yeah, she was 17 years old. <clears throat> yeah, not nothing to see here. But I thought you were going to bring up the fact that it came out that Patrick Mahomes wears the same pair of underwear before every game. Before every game, yeah. His lucky red underwear. He washes Which, it, though. He, oh, yeah, he, yeah he, he washes it. A lot of athletes are like that, though. Yeah. A lot of superstition going on. My lucky underwear, mm -hmm. that kind yeah, of I thing. don't know that I would ever be that superstitious. No. No. Or as Brittany would say, I, um, I am a little stitious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the great lines of all time. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. A little stitious. That's a great line. No question about it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, eh, whatever. Um, Andy, I want to run this by you. Because, well, I think you were sitting. Did, did you hear us just sitting in the lobby? You're talking about people. Claim, they claim that pets do not actually make us happy. I no, I didn't get here. Oh, well, let me run this by you, because they're saying now that a study has found that pets don't actually make people happy. Do you think that's true? No. I don't either. I, mean, I think they don't necessarily make you happy, but nothing necessarily makes you happy. That's the thing. Like, if we're talking about, like, yeah. something that is guaranteed to make anyone happy no matter what, that thing doesn't exist. So, no, that's true. Right. And I think if you have depression you don't just give them a puppy and exactly. now all their depression goes away no but i mean ethan is two years old daisy mm. he right. calls out to daisy all the time yes he does so he, makes dogs. he mm. loves dogs and he loves cats too oh he does oh that's right yep you only have one cat now yep just the one god how old did the last cat live to be hobbs was 17 or 18 17 or 18 years old mm -hmm. That's a pretty good life, don't you think? Decent run for a cat. I would have to agree with you. Now, that cat was a very even keel, wonderful cat. He was, yeah. He liked to just chill. Always. He used to travel with us. You remember that? He went to Florida many, many times in his life. <laughs> we took him to Florida. <laughs> he like... loved living in Florida. Even though he never went outside, he never left the house or anything. He just liked being in Florida. No, he did. And There's I don't no know question. Why. No question about it. I don't understand this story at all, but I'm reading it anyway. I'm glad I don't live next to this guy, but kudos for creativity. A 64-year-old man in Iowa named Doug Kustra 
is facing charges for painting his neighbor's plants. What That's, inspires you to paint your neighbor's plants? Is the Mad Hatter? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is, yeah. Uh, he got arrested on Friday. Police say there's a security footage of him walking into the pro- or onto the property, applying paint to some of their uh, plants outside. They estimate the plants were worth about $40. It's not clear. Now, would that kill a plant if you painted it? I th- if Probably. you painted it enough, depending on the kind of paint as well, yeah. Probably, yes. Because it couldn't breathe, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's what the problem is, yeah. It's not clear if he's got beef with them or not. They, I think they meant a beef uh, with them or not. I don't know who's typing this up today, but they're not doing a very good job at the wire, I'll tell you that. Got beef is a phrase. That yeah, you can say around. that. Yeah. He's got beef? Yep. Yeah. You're no. beefing with somebody? Yeah. Oh, God. You gotta, you, be, you gotta be hip with it and wow. If why don't you're you go back articles. to high school? What do you think of that action? Uh, it's not the first time that he's vandalized someone's property in creative way. Earlier this year, he got arrested three times in the span of six days. We don't know if it was the same neighbor or not, but back in May, he dismantled someone's porch lights, turned on the spigots outside to flood their yard. What an asshole. Why, does it say ever why he would do this? It just sounds like a jackass, basically. Yeah. kind of does. Uh, so, yeah, uh, cops think he also removed a bunch of flags that were part of a Memorial Day display. Then he trespassed on uh, someone else's property, broke a motion sensor light, and did the water spigot thing again. He's been dealing with multiple charges for all that stuff. Now he's facing additional charges for painting his neighbor's plants, trespassing, and criminal mischief. Why the hell would you do that? Oh, there's a mugshot. I'm clicking on the mugshot right Does it now. look like he might enjoy meth? I'm going to find it. Oh, does he look like an asshole? Oh, God. He's got the look? He's definitely got the look. He, first of all, he thinks he's Jesus. He's got no, the very okay. long beard and the long hair, and he's got that, that whole, oh, my God, this guy's a disaster. Well, then. I, gotta, I don't want to unplug this, but look at this guy, Andy. Oh, yeah. And then Devin. Oh, yeah. He looks, <laughs> I goes, oh, yeah. He looks like the guy that's going <laughs> to flood your yard and Ladies and gentlemen, there, paint. there's your guy right there. What's the thing about, the like, unkempt beards are never a good sign. Never. No. You're like, right. You can grow out your beard as long as you want, but you have to, like, do stuff to it. You have to wash it and brush it yep. and clip it. When but it if looks... you just, like, let your facial hair grow without ever touching it, that just makes you look like an insane, you know... Yeah, you just Stabby, man. you just gave up on everything. You're like, I don't, exactly. it's too much work to shave it, and it's, then it's also too much work for the upkeep to keep it looking nice. <clears throat> well, yeah, just like you know, brush it every so often. But he also, you know, same with the hair. It's like he hasn't cut or brushed his hair in quite a while yep. as well. Also, not a good sign. He's too busy painting plants and flooding yards. That's very weird. It's like if you're gonna try to kill someone's plant, just cut it. Yeah, it's much just... faster, a lot less effort. It's cheaper. Yep. Just tear it why, out by the roots. Why paint it? I don't know. Well, the guy's nuts. You can tell yeah. by looking at him. The guy's nuts as hell. Um, i got to run this by both of you because I didn't follow it closely. What did Rapino mean when she said, the fact that I got hurt and missed my last game is proof there is no God? It means she believes that she's the center of the universe. Yes. She's a narcissist. Is she really we, that egotistical? We've known she's a narcissist yeah. for a very long time. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't yeah. know anything about her. So yeah. how do you know about her? Just from the news or something? She was on the news for a very long time saying that she deserves more money because she's such a wonderful soccer player. She oh. doesn't get enough. Yeah. Well, and because there was the women's soccer team was underpaid 
and it, originally it was they were underpaid because they didn't negotiate a good enough like collective bargaining mm-hmm, agreement right. deal. So, and then their sport wasn't making as much money as men's soccer. Well, that's the thing; they don't make as much money, so they shouldn't get as much money. It makes but, sense. But then, but then women's soccer started to grow exponentially, and the men's team kind of sank down because oh, they were really? terrible. And so the women's team, I don't know if it's still true today, but at one point they were generating much more income than the men and still huh. getting paid less. And so it flipped, and then Megan Rapino was kind of the head of, or the face of, hey, we should all get paid more. And so then she takes now full responsibility for the successes of women's soccer. Yeah, she's like, and I am the... I am the law, basically. Yeah, and then and it's kind of bled over into more women's rights issues mm-hmm. that aren't related to soccer, and so a lot of people don't like her because she doesn't, you know, stick to sports or shut up and dribble. Type oh, she thing. gay or something? I believe she's. So gay, that's yes. what she likes to talk about that as well. Yep, and she's not the best women's soccer player, I believe. Oh, so she's it's not, not. It's not like she's yeah, David Beckham or Messi mm-hmm. or Ronaldo or something like that on the men's side. She's just more known for her off the field opinions and oh, saying she's, so she's like, a pain in the ass y- yeah and not a shock did you see and i don't know where the hell it came from because i just happened to look up at the tv there was a guy the soccer game going on and there's this <clears> big <throat> mad dash toward the blue goal or whatever and there's a blah, blah, blah. all of a sudden this one guy breaks free and kicks it into the goal for a goal and then realizes he just kicked it into the wrong goal you hear about this? I like not. What's the kicks result it, of the story? Kicks it into the wrong goal, ties the game up, mm-hmm. then go down to the other end and scores the winning goal anyway. Oh, I didn't see that. No. <laughs> How cool is that? Which, depending on what team he plays for, he probably saved his own life because <laughs> if it was out in like you know Brazil or something where they're oh, fanatical, yeah. yeah, they're probably ready to go burn his house down. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. He scores an own goal and then comes back and scores a real goal. Yeah. The, I always love the own goals where they pass it to the goalie, and yeah. the goalie very nonchalantly tries to stop the ball, oh, and then God. it just rolls under his leg yep. or something like that. Yeah. I've seen it. You know who was a hell of a hell of a soccer player was Tino Lettieri. That's what you're saying. Cause he, yep. But then he chose to go to a hockey school rather than a soccer school, right? Well, no, that was his son. Oh, that was his son? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Vinny Letieri is the, the the hockey player now, but Tino, his father, was from he's from Bari, Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was a hell of a soccer player. I think he was mostly a goalie, if I remember right. There's a lot of talent in that family. Oh, they're other than Louie, he kind of drags them down. <laughs> Louie Nanny. <laughs> Louie Nanny, yeah, he's the least accomplished. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when it's all said and done. We got to take a break. Be right back. Kristen Bird will join us right after this. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years. But I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now. Stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. 
Bradshaw and Bryant. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Why do I have to put up with you on a daily basis looking so happy? That's your fault. <laughs> you invite me five days a week. Yep. That is I'm your here five fault. days a week. Band-Aid. Why I'll say you I like that hoodie. Oh, yeah. So here, let me show it to everyone so they can see it. Um, I got this through my friend Britt Stewart, who was on Dancing with the Stars. She has a charitable philanthropic group called Share the Movement, which gives scholarships to black and brown dancers who oftentimes wouldn't have the opportunity to participate in the <laughs> art or the sport, however you want to call it. Uh, they partnered with Band-Aid and Band-Aid brand is finally making Band-Aids of all skin tones instead of just having that one. So what? This was kind of a, they've been doing that get, for years. Yeah, they've been doing that for ages. This is their official their big, launch. Yeah, this is one of their big launches. Are they going to go the opposite spectrum and go for like extra pale people to have band aids for those as well? Not a lot of money I, in that. I need that. <laughs> Honky aid. <laughs> but I, I have the whole array of colors. Yeah, so I love them. Yeah, I mean there have there have always been 
Well, maybe not always, but many, no, not many, always. Years, many, many, it's many only years. Only been in the last few years. I remember him from at least twenty years ago. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so I always remember just this plain, whatever colored bandage yeah. or the blue ones. Oh, but yeah, they've always had like patterns and yeah. crazy colors and stuff like that. But the the actual the array of skin tones have not been available until recently, and now they're available in all of the, you know, the flexible fabrics, mm-hmm. not just like the plastic ones that are uncomfortable to wear. <laughs> Band-Aid, you don't like Band-Aids? I don't like uh, the ones that are, that, I don't know if it's like plastic or whether it's yeah. latex, it's yeah. really uncomfortable, but the flexible fabric makes such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Because as a woman, we have to wear a lot of Band-Aids on our heels because of blisters, so. Oh, that makes sense. Well, I suppose. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you though, you know the old Band-Aids you're talking about? Mm-hmm. That was not my skin tone. So if they were well, made no, for only honkies. Never anyone's skin tone. But why would they need to change it if it wasn't anybody's skin tone? Why change it? Well, I think if it's more making it for skin tone. So if you are somebody that has to, like if you're wearing heels and it sticks out, you just don't want, a, if it's a blue Band-Aid or a Snoopy print, you'd mm-hmm. want it to more blend in and not be as noticeable. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of situations. Um, we're also seeing like athletic tape, um, like, like gymnasts. Simone Biles was wearing, like, let's say my skin tone, tape and it affects the lines of what you're doing they're now making athletic tape that matches your skin tone so it doesn't Mm. affect like the line of what she does um yeah if you're someone that's on the red carpet you don't want that to show off and uh and it's the same thing in dance like they're making tights of all colors too they've always made them but they've always forced dancers of any skin tone to wear what they call ballet pink but ballet pink is based off of my skin tone not based off of tevin's skin tone Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I would not look good in ballet pink tights. Right. It, it just it sure? looks weird. And they're finally like allowing dancers to all wear what matches their actual skin tone. They're finally making point shoes that match skin tone because black and brown dancers, I don't know if people do this. They were taking those pink point shoes and taking a bottle of foundation from like CVS, like buying your like Maybelline or whatever, and actually putting makeup on their shoes to diet their actual skin tone. Now dance wear companies are finally making inclusive colors for mm. everybody. We're worried That's about band-aid it. colors. This has gone way too far. It has not gone way too far. Is there, <laughs> yeah. it is, it's not. I mean, it's not because for something for my job, for someone who's an athlete, for someone who's in the arts, these things actually matter because mm. your appearance is part of what you walk out there on the red carpet or something else like that. No. So. Yeah, and like the everyday person, I don't think that I would take the time, like if, oh, I have a cut on my arm, like if I was going to get a bandit, I might not, I don't really care if it matches my skin tone or not. But yeah, if you, I can see if you're on camera and now I have something I need to cover up, it's better than now everybody, rather than listening to what I'm saying, they're just staring at the band-aid that I have on my neck right. or something. Oh, but Absolutely. Just and I, so I have clumsy. all raised colors and I wear all raised colors, but I'm not going to wear the really dark complexion tone band-aid if i'm mm. about to interview someone and i've got a cut here it's gonna be <laughs> that's yeah. all people are gonna watch yeah really yeah i'm not upset by it Band-Aid. i i love it and i'll tell you a lot of people appreciate it do they really they do yeah i couldn't care less it's like you don't like my band-aid tough i wish i had a problem you. that lame <laughs> 
you have to remember this doesn't affect you and it doesn't affect your job. Right. It does. For someone like me, it would affect my job and a lot of people I know, it affects their job or their appearance of what they need to do. Mm-hmm. No, listen to you. Yes, she's right, Tom. She's <laughs> a point. Kevin knows I'm she not wrong. Yeah. He's a disaster, let's he be honest. He is not a disaster. He's a smart man. <laughs> oh, God. Because he agrees with me. Yep. He's a genius. Yep. All right. So anyway, good. if anyone wants to check out more, sharethemovement.org. It's a great organization, and tons of young dancers who wouldn't have the opportunity to dance or go to those expensive dance oh. conventions now get the opportunity to do so thanks to Band-Aid and Share the Movement. Okay, I'm sorry, but the next time I get hurt, I'm not going with black people stitching. It's going to have to be honky tone. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, let's time. Would that be a form of blackface if you just showed up mm. with a bunch of <laughs> black, black of fingers? Of, yeah, African, black finger. yeah, a bunch of African American <laughs> band aids. <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about that. All right, what's going on in Hollywood, sister? Oh, my goodness. Well, have you guys, I don't know how big this story is. There's like a huge Hollywood murder in my neighborhood. What? Yes. So. Let me kind of lay this out, but this is like playing out and it's really, really weird. So Sam Haskell the third used to be one of these big high powered agents here in Hollywood. Okay. He then moved on to the Miss America organization. He lives on the East Coast now, or actually in the South, I should say. But he's produced movies with Dolly Parton. He represented Kathy Lee Gifford. I mean, he represented a lot of big people back in the day at certain points. Even George Clooney was repped by him. Oh. His son, Sam Haskell IV, um, has been charged with decapitating and dismembering his wife. What? And his in-laws. Oh, my God. That's not even, I mean, that's, like, horrible. It gets even worse, though. What is his name? His name is Sam Haskell IV. That is the the one who has been charged with three special circumstances, uh, murder charges. Those are pretty because, special. Yeah, because we haven't found the in-laws. Only the wife's torso has been oh found. Oh, my God. So this took place in Tarzana. So the murder allegedly took place in Tarzana, which is the town over from me. Um, so after the murders took place, he called some day workers and said, hey, can you pick up some rocks mm. in oh my yard God. and get rid of them? So the guys, two guys came and they picked it up and they were like, oh, it feels weird. They drove about a block away. They got $500. And then they were like, you know, it felt soggy oh, and God. soft and squishy. Oh. No, like literally that was their like <laughs> description of it. And they said, this doesn't feel right. They opened one of the bags and saw a belly button. Oh, oh. It still gets worse. Oh. And then the guys drive back and they say... We can't do this job. They hand the money back. They put all of the bags in the driveway. They drive away and they call the cops. The cops are like, mm, not sure we really believe you. Like, Really? Because it's day workers, remember? Right. And But the cops do come by. The bags are not are no longer in the, in the driveway. And um, that's because Sam Haskell IV has piled them into his Tesla and taking at least, we at least know where the torso is for his wife, uh, taking that torso and dumped it in my neighborhood um, at a strip mall where I get my tacos um, in a dumpster. <laughs> Do you have any flesh and, tacos today? Uh, 
I don't, I don't know. It just makes me sad because it's like there's like a lot of nice businesses in that particular yeah. strip mall, and it just it hurts them. And he's seen taking the bag and dumping it into the um, dumpster, and it was an unhoused person who happened to be rifling through the dumpster looking for recyclables because we get you know ten cents mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. and discovered the body or the torso oh and God. called the cops. And the cops were like, hmm. I wonder if that has something to do with the day workers calling mm. and doing the right thing. And maybe we should investigate this further. And sure enough. Why would you try to pawn off a dead body on strangers? Yeah. That's just like probably yeah, the worst idea. possible thing you can do yep. if you don't want to get My caught. My thought is that likely they are undocumented workers and you can sit there and blame them for the murders. Damn Canadians. Hmm. Mm. Damn Canadian. But yes. he obviously is not super smart because I mean listen, there's there was evidence all over his house. There he 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 didn't plan this out. He hasn't been watching an, enough dateline to really like think this out. He didn't seem yeah. very smart about it. But it is one of those situations it's kind of like gripped our whole neighborhood and it's just so sad. They have three kids. The three kids are okay, but they're young. They're like thirteen and eight and six. Um, and they were at school while all of this was happening. Mm. So um, this is probably going to be a story that not only everyone's probably trying to buy the rights to right now um, to make it into a Netflix something or other yeah. docu-series. Um, but it, it's just really sad. And I want to say, ironically enough, my friend used to work for Sam Haskell the oh. third when he lived here. He lived right here in Encino. And, um, I, you know, he wrote a book. And I, I, I went to the Paley Center to see the reading of the book. And he was really entrenched. He's married to a former Miss Mississippi um, and went immediately after he retired from agent life to the Miss America organization. And I don't know if everyone remembers this, but a couple years ago, Miss America had a big kerfuffle. And he was the one who got fired from the organization because he was the one writing emails saying the women were like fat or... <laughs> unpleasant um which is really against what miss america is supposed to be about in terms of like uplifting and empowering women yeah so he got fired from that but uh obviously he hasn't said anything but this should be just because of all of the connections to hollywood this will probably be a big story for a while so we don't know why he actually did it no, there are TikTok videos out there. Um, he does not appear mentally well. No, Shocker. No. Um, he obviously tried to make have his hand in Hollywood. Um, you know, struggled under after having a very successful father, of course, and uh, had an obsession. And this is another thing we need to think about with weapons, um, military items. He was obsessed with uh, certain... Yeah, it just was one of those things you're just like, oh, look at this. He has all of this obsession with weapons and armory and swords that some of the other neighbors were like, I wouldn't let my kids go over there because I knew that even his wife was concerned about it. God kills his wife and her parents. And her parents. Her parents were Chinese nationals, didn't even speak English. They were living with the family. Yeah. Unbelievable. Super sad. So this is how far from your house? Um, I mean, I can walk to where the body was found, Ew. the torso was found. His um, home, though, is probably about five, uh, I'm probably going to say about three or four miles up the, up the road. Jeez, yeah, so that's very close. Might as well be your, right in your backyard. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, it, it, it's so I mean, everyone is just kind of like on edge. I mean, mm. obviously, no one's in danger now. But it's just unsettling when it's normally a very quiet neighborhood. Yeah. And you mentioned, like, you know, kind of jokingly, like, oh, somebody's going to try and buy the rights in wherever. So what is that process like for, because obviously you want to respect the right of people to grieve, but now you're also going to ask them, like, hey, I want to make a documentary about that. Is there a kind of a standard practice that is, rep- or like, respected in L.A.? Or then on top of that, are there people that are known for kind of being skeezy about going in too soon? There's going to be twofold on this. There's going to be probably the filmmaker that is has known the Haskell family for a long time or has known the wife's family for a long time thinking, you know what, let's secure your rights now. We'll just wait. You've got to grieve. You've got to go through all of this and we'll get your story out there. And then there's going to be the vultures that are just going to jump on and see who they can talk to. Like what sort of like surface friends can we talk to that knew the Haskells? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, who yeah, knew all the players and all this, and we can cobble something together cheaply and quickly and get it out there. And there will probably, I'm going to guess, because this has happened a lot, Hulu will probably do a documentary with one side, Netflix will do a documentary with the other side, and then Lifetime will come together and do the scripted version of it. Or it gets, like, the real Hollywood treatment and gets kind of like that Dear John kind of situation and gets a more prestigious like Emmy type of project but I mean it's pretty gruesome and so yeah I mean you just kind of want to let it cool a little bit I think if you wanted to do that prestige project on it but it's just super sad but is this uh is this a dream come true for you you true crime in your backyard yeah no no I mean (laughs) it's always like far away It's not. And honestly, it's one of those things like when it hits really close to you, you're like, I don't even want to go buy Paquita Moss where I love my nachos right now because it just feels it's a graveyard right now. You know, it just feels uncomfortable. Um, But my poor husband had to listen to it. I was like, you need to hear this whole story. And he was like, Mm no, no. Like every little detail that I kept adding to it. He goes, this is horrible. I'm like, it's awful. Yeah. Decapitation is also not fast. People no. in movies, it looks because, like, you know, if you got a guy Ooh. with a sword, he's going to, like, you know, swing at your neck, your head comes off. That's you know, how it is. In real life, it is not anything like that. It takes a very, very long time to do. Well, if you know what you're doing. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if, for you're you, a doctor, if you've you got think? a scalpel and a bone saw, yeah. sure. But this guy had a dull machete. So, oh. yeah. Um, and that suggests either a lot of rage or. Well, actually, that's really all it suggests, honestly. Yeah. So it was very personal and very targeted. Yeah. A lot of rage or he just got done watching, like, Dexter or something like that. Ooh, Dexter. Yeah, really. That's a good show. Yeah, so I'd say this guy probably wasn't a danger to the general public. He seemed like he was very, very upset. I don't know why he would have killed the in-laws. Although we don't have proof he killed the in-laws, right? They're just kind of... We don't have their bodies. They are missing. Mm -hmm. But he has been charged with a special circumstance of their murder. Right. And they haven't found the head or the arms or legs or anything like that. only found the torso of his wife. That is it. So my guess is that the body parts have been spread around dumpsters around the valley. Mm -hmm. (sighs) He was found, and and Ralph, you would know this, he was found up at the Topanga Mall. That's where he was arrested. So man. He's at the village, actually, the newer one. Yeah, right. This is a quiet community. That's why you live there. Very quiet. Yep. Tarzana, Encino, uh, 
Woodland Hills. This is this is a family community. And, you know, even though the homes are expensive, it's not like the big flashy homes. These are people who all work in the industry. And, you know, oftentimes you do know your neighbors in these type of neighborhoods. So I've, a lot of people are unsettled by this. Yeah, it's no Brentwood. So I have a question. Why don't they just leave? Yeah. Or say, you know, you need to move out, honey, or I'll move out. Why do we go all the way to murder? Well, we don't know. She might have done something that made him upset. He might have been extremely unwell. He might have been on mm-hmm. drugs. There's a lot or of different all three. Yeah. Or all three. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and there are kids. some sort of indications that she was possibly a victim. I mean, in the end, she is a victim of domestic violence, but that it was ongoing. Oh, and this may really? have been the escalation point where there's no return, you know. <sighs> And we've, I feel like we've been talking about it a lot. You know, the Kiki Palmer stories in oh, the news, yeah. too. And I, I hope people really understand that it's just not easy to get out. And, um, you know, there's a lot of financial considerations. And there is a belief because they were living in a $2.5 million home, but neither of them had $2.5 million type of careers. Oh. And so it is assumed that they might have been getting some help from Sam Haskell III while... Um, uh, they were living in that house. Why do these women never have a brother? I, I don't know if she had a brother or not. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, I got to be honest with you. I have two sisters. Nobody ever touched my sisters. I can promise you that. <laughs> I mean, my brother's in Miami. What would he do if you that's know? That's true. Know? That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Live, and you know, and she was from China, so maybe she does have a brother, and he lives in China, yeah. and you know. That's nah, maybe not that's true. That's a good Angeles. point. But you had to be so he abused her many, many times and then ended up dismembering. There are her. allegations that oh, okay. there, there have been some hints from her friends that God. they're but she was very private about it, which is not uncommon. And that, you know, she didn't want to talk about it and you know, out her her and I, I think probably some of her concern too is she had her parents living with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, the concern is like, how do you pick up and leave with three kids? Two in-laws, one of whom had just had a stroke right at the pandemic and was recovering, mm. and yourself. That's a lot of people to all of a sudden try and find housing for in Los Angeles. So was it her husband a big guy? He's or not you? that big. He's not? No. So the father-in-law is not big either, then, I'm assuming. Well, the size doesn't really matter when you have a gun is the thing. No, but I'm just wondering why he let why this he let this guy beat up on his daughter all the time. That's what I'm saying. If he wanted to do something, he could have done something, but he might not have known, for yeah, example. Right. Or maybe he didn't want to go to prison for life. Yeah, and I, I, it's, I doubt he was in a situation where he knew 100%. Like, he, maybe he just saw them argue and didn't know that it was a physical thing. Or if he's, you know, an older... And guy and maybe smaller than him. It's not yeah, like maybe. he could physically. Yeah, Sam come Haskell in. lives on the East Coast. He's not even here on the West Coast anymore. So that's another thing. He's not living. Uh, I know Sam. Sam Haskell the third, which is the dad, lived in Encino for mul- many, many years, decades. But he did sell his home when he retired from working at William Morris, and then moved to. I believe he was in like the Mississippi area again, and producing films and working for Miss America out of there. So. Until he got fired from Miss America. Why did he get fired? Because of the whole scandal with Miss America in calling women behind the scenes overweight. and Oh, that. Yeah, that's right. You made the reference to that earlier. So he's talking about how fat they were? 
Yeah, I mean, he was he was it was crazy because he's the man in charge right. about empowering women and giving them scholarships and getting them educated. And then there he is like and, and listen, it is not uncommon for a Miss America who is dieted to fit into like a swimsuit for the pageant to then go on the road for a year where you don't have a regular schedule yeah. and you're eating out all the time. It's natural for anyone to put on some weight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just is. So for him to be, you know, talking about their diet and that they look fat is really weird. God, what a weird story that is. It's a really weird story. <laughs> and um, Ralph, I don't know if you ever ran into Sam Haskell when you were living out here or heard of him because he was one of the biggest agents in the 80s and 90s. Right. No, my, my kids weren't at that level. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. even just in, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, here, here, say, yeah, you heard the name, yeah, you certain, hear around, and William Moore, yeah. certain it's, they were the tops, really. Yeah, and yeah. he called himself the nicest guy in Hollywood too. Oh that was God, you know, I was like the southern, calling like, yourself I'm the nicest that guy is, in Hollywood. it's never a good sign <laughs> to tip off. It's you're never not. a good sign. No. <laughs> it was like when I lived in Minnesota, and people would be like, "I'm Minnesota nice," yeah, and I'm like, "No, you're not." Gotcha. <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing they can say is I'm Minnesota nice. <laughs> I knew I was like, they're not going to be my friend. Oh no, no, <laughs> no just no. calling yourself a good person—it just such a—it's <laughs> a red flag for yeah. sure. Because it's like waving all yeah. over mm-hmm. the place. It's like, why do you feel the need to let us know what a good person you are? Yeah, it's like giving yourself your own nickname. Like, oh, yeah, everybody calls me this. Nobody calls you that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, um, I'm A-Dog from now on. <laughs> A-Dog. A-dog. <laughs> Not Andy, A-Dog. Mm-hmm. By the way, why are you torturing me with your beverage? Oh, my San Pellegrino. That's, I oh. love that flavor. That's a great flavor. This is blood orange. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, the top really number good. one flavor. <laughs> the so number one. Oh, they I'm are. just trying to stay hydrated, yeah, blood, you know? Uh-huh. Blood oranges are just one of the best things. They sort of cross between a grapefruit and an orange. Phenomenal. And, yeah. Mm. Why does every oh, orange have a you. gross name? Have you ever noticed that? Blood orange, <laughs> navel orange. <laughs> well, got, what about the cuties? <laughs> not so bad, I suppose. <laughs> cuties. That's cuties. right. Why aren't there like cuties flavored San Pellegrinos? Mm. Isn't there a tangerine flavor? I think there is, yes. But they just need to call it cuties. All right. Oh, God, here we go. Sponsored by Kristen Burt. Yeah. There you go. All right, we only got a couple of minutes. Do you have any positive news? Um, yeah, CBS has put out their schedule so we at least know when we're going to get some fresh new content, that which I think is kind good. of exciting. And this is probably, uh, now that they've released it, let me just pull it up. Um, we'll at least kind of get an idea of probably what ABC and NBC will be doing as well mm-hmm. as Fox. Um, but their official premiere date, so they're using the Super Bowl as that like kickoff for the midseason. So Sunday, February 11th is a Super Bowl. They're going to be premiering a new show, Tracker. And then beginning on Monday, February 12th, that is when you're going to start seeing the unrolling of all the shows um, from NCIS and FBI and SWAT and Ghosts and Young Sheldon. So it's good news that we will finally start seeing some of that new content uh, with everyone getting back to work. But you're also seeing that it's going to take six weeks into the new year for that to really happen. Isn't that amazing? It does take forever. No question. It takes some time. By the way, I just looked. It is uh, right now. It is uh, Sunday, sunny, excuse me, a little windy. It's 60 degrees. It's going to get warmer, too. Yeah, like 66, right? Yep. Something like that. 
We're 63 right now. Look oh, at that. Well, but our go. high today is 76. Oh, nice. And sunny. And sunny. Too hot. <laughs> it's not too hot. L- too hot is 101 oh in the God. valley. <laughs> yeah, but L.A. may have the perfect weather in the United States. It, it never is that cold. It, it frosts up in the valley, but not that bad. And, in, and you know, it's, it's really relatively dry up in the valley. When it's that hot, it's... Uh, it's dry. And then you get, do you get up in Encino? Do you get the uh, uh, marine layer coming up and over in the afternoon? Sometimes. Up over we the canyons? Do. Yeah. So they'll yep. cool it down at night many times. So. Yep. Well, there you have it. All right, sister. We'll talk to you. I hope you you're, sound like you're feeling better. Yeah, I feel much better today. And I feel like the congestion's leaving. I got COVID, Ralph. I was like, the guy in 33A on my American Airlines flight. <laughs> I'm never going to let that guy forget it since he was wet coughing and sneezing all over us for five hours. So he poisoned you. He poisoned See, probably, that, three, probably three rows of us. That I'm not, I mean, is when you wear a mask. When you're sick and you have to go out in public, yeah. you ha- you wear a mask. It's yep. the polite thing to do. Or maybe the smart thing when someone's you know coughing up a lung like that, maybe you should, you should just grab your mask and just put it on and just... You know, hope yes, for the best. Guys, yeah. I had my mask on. That's the oh, thing. Good. Well, that's the thing. It's if, if he's coughing all over every surface, you'd have to basically just put your hands in your pockets and not take them out until you're gone. I have a feeling it went in through my eyeball. I mean, he was spraying everywhere. It was disgusting. And I thought, like, I was safe because I was, like, I kept my head down most of the flight. And then as we were standing up to exit, he was like, a chew. I mean, he was not using an elbow, a hand, a tissue, nothing. And it sprayed. And I was like, I'm dead man walking. That's not good. Well, feel better, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Kristen Burt. Ladies and gentlemen, take a break. Be right back and wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his hmm, 
his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, kind of wrapping things up on the morning show. Family show kicking off in about 10 minutes, somewhere in there, right? Yep. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I was just looking at some local news, local headline. Minneapolis considers $1 million contract with consultant for its beyond policing plan. Mm. The hell does that mean? Sounds like it's going to end poorly. Yes. Sounds this, like an eye roll. Is this, one of the, is this one of those things where they don't send police out, but they send out counselors to try to, to talk people down and try to... <laughs> yeah, or beyond police sounds like, yeah, maybe it's they're trying to some sort of extra training or rather than just being a quote like a traditional police officer you're also a I don't know yeah social worker of, well, this yeah. isn't even an actual it's just a task force that's it oh, okay. oh they're appointing a committee to study the problem one million dollars oh, over two years five hundred thousand dollars a year to talk about how to fix things <laughs> uh, that's laughable wow only here I just, yeah, I just don't understand that at all. It just, why? It, so they're going to spend, what did you say, a million dollars on bucks. talking about what we should do to improve a problem. Yeah, meanwhile, Minneapolis continues to decay. Crime continues to go up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because I visited my brother. I didn't visit him. I talked to my brother yesterday for the first time in 20 years. This morning on the way into work, I drove by the old neighborhood and kind of parked there on... Uh, 14th and Bryant, because that's where the house, it's an empty lot now. I think it's like a practice field for North High or something. But uh, I just kind of sat there and looked at that, where that was where he walked out the door and went into the United States Marine Corps, was in that particular spot. And after hearing, you know, hearing his voice and seeing him in a wheelchair with the the air hose up his nose Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, I was just thinking all the way back that he was 18 years old when he walked out the door of that house. I'll never forget it. Yep. And he really never came back. I mean, he came back, but it wasn't the same Terry. No. And to go into that war specifically and probably all the horrific things he had Uh. to see and probably do, yeah, you're not going to go into that as a naive 18-year-old kid and come out with that same kind of life. Yeah, he didn't. That's very true. Wouldn't that be an interesting uh, twist of fate? You have, like, some edgy kid go off to war, and he comes back, and he's like, Heidi ho everybody. <laughs> he's in a <laughs> better Vietnam mood. was lovely. Well, actually, he got to spend some time in Japan, which he liked that. He liked being in Japan. Why was he stationed that. in Japan? Just, like, anti-Vietnam 
watch? I suppose. Well, he was in the, he got extended, so he was in the Marine Corps for almost five years. Well, I know Japan, I don't think, has an army. We are, we are no, Japan's army. That's correct. So, yeah. yeah, they're probably just like defending Japan from potential Vietnam incursion. I suppose. Or they could, they could have been an R&R, Okinawa. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of... That's where he was oh, in Okinawa. Okinawa. Oh, yeah, Okinawa's a good place to be stationed. Although they're not too happy about it, usually. The Okinawans, I mean. Oh, no, they're not. That's absolutely true. That's kind of an overarching theme for anywhere we're stationed overseas. Usually people aren't happy when the U.S. government deploys some troops into their area. Well, the thing about Okinawa is it's very quiet, very peaceful, and very old. Yeah, So there's a lot of people there who still probably remembered World War II or even fought in World War II. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we have this military base and a bunch of U.S. soldiers are all over the place, you know. Which was established during World War II or after World War II. Yeah, exactly. So these people just got done fighting and now the Americans are basically lording over them. Not very happy about it. You know that line I said to you earlier, Tevin, and you laughed about it? You know where that actually came from? Wait, which line? I'll tell you the line. Where did it come from? So Lee Trevino is playing in a golf uh, tournament in San Diego, California. This is... 30 years ago, probably. He, he's playing in a golf tournament. Lee Trevino, nice Mexican boy, great uh, <laughs> golfer. Uh, he comes out after his round, and the security comes over and goes, Mr. Trevino, we're sorry to tell you this. We did not uh, see it happening, and we apologize, but uh, your car has been stolen, and my guess would be we are so close to the border, your car is long gone, and you're never going to get it back. They took it over the border, and he went, God damn Canadians. <laughs> Isn't that a great line? That's a great that is a great and, line. And especially because Canadians are just so traditionally kind of like nondescript, easygoing. Like yeah. you never you never hear anybody have an issue I'm with Canadians. Yeah. yeah they're so just God damn, damn Canadians. Canadians. Yeah. Stealing my car, <laughs> taking it all the so they drove it all the way through yeah. the country to get out <laughs> across the border. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We got the uh, family hour coming up right after this.